What are you doing on a daily basis to contribute to your culture? Because you are either making a deposit or a withdrawal of your culture on a daily basis. Is it getting better or is it getting worse? Welcome back to another episode of All or Nothing in Real Estate. I'm your host, Matt Smith, founder of All or Nothing in Real Estate. This podcast is a movement to give back to this industry that has given so much to me and my family, and also to help you set up success in the world of real estate for yourself, for your team, for everyone you care about. Mm -hmm. So in today's episode, we are going to break down probably one of the best books on culture I have ever read. Mm -hmm. I think culture is so important. Um, Oh, by the way, I have Colin with me. (laughs) Colin. How's it going, everyone? I'm excited to tackle this topic. Yeah, Colin actually um, brought this up and said, hey, I think we should do a podcast on it. Um, If you haven't, if you're new to to the show, um, I am a big proponent of culture. Mm -hmm. Uh, I believe that um, culture drives success in any business and aspect of life. And I've been fortunate to be around some pretty big people in some pretty big rooms. And there's a common theme that they all focus on culture and they all focus on growing and giving opportunities and how to spread positivity and create and encourage and enroll people into doing bigger, better things. And um, I read this book. I got this book. I think it's important to note that it's called The Power of, Pos- the Power of a Positive Team by John Gordon. Mm-hmm. I got it because we did a success summit and we had Damon West come and speak. Um, and Damon West is probably one of the most amazing stories I've ever heard. Um, it's uh, If you haven't heard it yet, go check it out. Uh, he talks about the coffee bean. And so he came and spoke at one of our events and um, we uh, had his book and he talked about John Gordon a lot in our in our mastermind and our VIP dinner that we had with him. And uh, so it just had me looking into John Gordon. And so I bought the energy bus. I bought the power of positive team. Mm-hmm. I bought every book that John Gordon has wrote, I think. Um, and there's so much amazing stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And as I was reading this book, the power of a positive team, I literally ran out of a highlighter. Right, like I think I went through three of them. Um, I'm you think a, he's exaggerating? Like he opened his book and it looked like a coloring book. Yeah. We're, we're like, wait, what? How? And it, and it's true. There's so much value condensed. He he doesn't like go on and on and on and on. He gets straight to the yep. point, and you do highlight the whole thing. Yeah, it it speaks my language, right? So if you believe culture is important, you want to grow something sustainable. You want to grow an organization. You want to empower people. You want to help people in your life, in your business. Culture is part of that. Mm-hmm. And we're going to break down how to do that through the words of us from John Gordon. Uh-huh. Right. And so um, while I was, we actually did, a, we had some uh, conversation internally in the team about this book and the impact of culture, just because it's so important to us. And as we were going through it, a lot of people said, Matt, when did you read this book? Right. Because when we created our company, like culture is always on the forefront and we always talk about it. And a lot of sub, a couple of people said, well, I figured that's how you built the company. Right. Is because there's so much stuff in this book that we talk about all the time. And I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that we have grown a pretty substantial business. We have amazing people, we have an amazing culture. And it's because of a lot of the principles that are in this book. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew this book existed. It would have skipped a lot of steps for me um, on what is important in culture, why it's important, how to build it, how to sustain it, um, and how to grow it because there's a lot of those lessons in this book. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to build a positive team, this book is it. And literally, it is a very quick read. There's so much value. Um, it, is, uh, it is the playbook on how to build a positive culture. If you want to, if you want to grow anything sustainable in this business, you want to build a team, you want to build a company, you want to grow something. You read this book and you enroll everything that's a part of it, and you read the five dysfunctions of a team, and you master both of those. You will have a successful business. Mm-hmm. Crazy thing is, neither one of them teach you how to sell real estate because there's a lot more to it when you have people involved. And if you take care of your culture, you will take care of business. Mm-hmm. No, culture is everything. It's truly the foundation of any strong business. We actually did put together a book study on this book because we're like, we want to implement this across the board. And as we did go through it, we're like, wait, we're doing that. We're doing that. Yep. Oh, we learned that lesson the hard way. Wish we had had this from day one. Um, but to, to see it uh, across the board, we're like, we need to share this message uh, on a, a big scale. So yeah, we're, we're going to be breaking down some kind of condensing the book for you so that you don't um, so you get a, a taste, I guess, of what uh, the book has in store for you, um, kind of uh, how to uh, build a positive 
team culture, why that's important, what the benefits are that, and uh, how it's worked for us. So let's dive on in. Yeah, man, I just opened it up and I found my, so if you don't believe me, there's an example of some of the highlights <laughs> and I'll show you the rest of the colors, right? It's like, it's it, the whole book is pink and yellow. Um, <laughs> and then I went back and read it again and I starred things that were important because highlighting wasn't enough. Um, so anyway, this is a topic I'm very passionate about, so I'll do my best to stay on topic. But I'm going to read um, an excerpt from the book here. It says, it's not easy to pursue greatness and do what has never been done before. As a team, you will face all kinds of adversity, negativity, and tests. There will be times when it seems as if everything in the world is conspiring against you and your team. If you built a real estate business, you're in today's real estate marketplace, you'll feel this, right? Um, there will be moments you want to give up. There will be days when your vision seems more like fantasy than reality. That's why becoming a positive team is so important. When I talk about positive teams, I'm not talking about Pollyanna Pollyanna positivity, mm -hmm. where you wear rose-colored glasses, ignore the reality of the situation. But positive positive teams are not about fake positivity. They are about real optimism, vision, purpose, and unity that make teams great. Positive teams confront the reality of challenging situations and work together to overcome them. I'm going to say that last part again. Positive teams confront the reality of challenging situations and work together to overcome them. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the current state of the real estate market. I said if you read this book and five dysfunctions of a team, you will have a successful team. Neither one of them teach you how to sell real estate. But if you're able to conspire together, lock arms, and confront hard times together, mm -hmm. how much better are you going to be in a challenging marketplace like we're in right now with interest rates, with low inventory, with everything that's going on in the economy? Like, imagine you have a team of people that are tackling these issues with you. Mm -hmm. Everyone's rowing in the same direction instead of against each other. They're running into the storm instead of away from it. Mm -hmm. Because if you run into the storm, the storm disappears quicker. Right. Like there's an analogy of a, like a bull and a, a stallion and a donkey. One runs into the storm. The donkey runs away from the storm. Well, the donkey ends up drowning. The stallion gets out of the storm mm. and he has a he goes to the other side of the meadow. And it's like the best life ever because he ran through the storm. He ran into adversity and came out the other side. The donkey ran with the storm and ended up drowning. Wow. Because, I mean, you're going to impact the, the storm either way. So you have to decide, how am I going to tackle this? You're going to get wet. Yeah. You might as well make it make it count. Yeah. I like that. I really love it. Remember that one. So, yeah, starting off with the, the piece, the, really the, the legs of um, building a positive team culture starts with vision. Um, setting a strong vision for the entire team of, hey, this is the direction that we're headed is everyone on board? Does everyone understand? Do you understand the why behind what we do every day? Because if you don't understand the why, if you do understand the why, the what, the how will present itself. But if you don't, you're just going to be floundering in the wind. Yeah, I think, think too that a lot of people mistake, well, I have a good culture. I have core values, right? I have, I have vision. I have core values. My culture's fine. Just teach me how to sell houses. If it was that easy, everyone would be successful. Business is easy without the people, right? Numbers are easy. People's the hard part, but people's where all the reward is. People's where that gratitude is, where that fulfillment is, and where you can actually make an impact in people's lives. And culture is how you establish people and how you grow people, how you push people, how you get the most out of people. And I think it's important a lot of people think that culture is, well, I've got it, right? I've set my core values. It's established. We talk about it all the time here, Colin. Culture is a living, breathing thing. It is getting better or worse every single day. And so what are you doing on a daily basis to contribute to your culture? Because you are either making a deposit or a withdrawal of your culture on a daily basis. Is it getting better or is it getting worse? Because it is a living, breathing thing. It is not stagnant. It is not a set it and forget it. Your culture is getting better or worse. And you owe it to your organization. You owe it to yourself. You owe it to the people you care about most in the world to deposit into the culture and improve upon it every single day. And that will have a dramatic effect of everyone else that is a part of that culture on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Now, who, who you are and how you um, hold yourself up, how you lead by example, has such a big impact on everyone that, I mean, heck, there's that uh, one saying that's like, are you a germ or are you a big dose of vitamin C to the people around you? It's that piece when you come into a room um, or you come into an office environment, what does the culture feel like? Is it everyone like pumping each other up? Are you excited to get stuff done? Or you start having the conversation, you're like, man, why is everyone in such a grumpy mood today? Why is everyone so like, yeah. that's an example of a culture in decline yeah. because everyone's on the negative versus the other that it's like, hey, there's something difficult going on, but we're rounding together 
to push through this, like pushing through the yep. storm. Hundred percent. And like again, go back to what I said at the beginning. It's not like it's um, you're you're not seeing the difficult parts of business, mm-hmm. and you're not being a realist. Like be a realist. But at the same time, let's look at the glass half full versus half empty. Let's not be that negative person that brings your drama, brings your gossip, brings your problems to the workplace and then comes because we've all walked into those environments before you walk in. You're like, what is wrong here? Something feels off. Yeah. Right. And we all have bad days. Right. But why not try to find the positives? Be grateful. Have gratitude for what you have. Be grateful for the amazing people you're around and practice positivity. Right. Like you are contagious. Your attitude is contagious. Mm -hmm. Are you infecting people with your good behaviors or your bad behaviors? Mm -hmm. Right. Like there's uh, I have a rule. um, No negativity allowed. Right. Like I just don't if you're going to come and be negative and whine and bitch and moan to me, I just don't have time to talk to you. Mm -hmm. I only have so much energy and I believe that I control my energy in my space Mm -hmm. and I will still love you and help you and support you. But you better come back to me in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. Because I'm not here to be a pincushion for you to just tell me all these things that are wrong with the world. If you're not going to listen to solutions, Mm -hmm. if you bring me a problem, bring a solution. I will help you. I will give you the shirt off my back, Mm -hmm. but I'm not going to do it for you. I'm going to give you a hand up, not a handout. This world is full of people that just expect things that are entitled, and you can't have that in a culture. So you have to make sure. And again, like we talk about positivity, right? Let's talk about the other side. What what can go too far in a culture? Let's maybe get a little political. um, But there's people that made a big, big stance with COVID and different things about whatever their beliefs are. And you believe what you believe, and I support you. You have the right to believe whatever you want to believe. You have my support. But don't force me to believe what you believe. Mm-hmm. And don't enforce force people in your company to believe what you believe. That is where I draw the line. I think it's that's where a lot of cultures like go crazy is I'm afraid of being canceled or I'm afraid of sta- not standing for this thing, even if I don't believe in it and I still need to stand up for it. No, you don't. Be you. Mm-hmm. Represent what you represent. Be respectful of others. But also they have to be respectful of you. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, And so... It's kind of a tangent there, but it's it that well, really I mean, bothers me. Well, yeah, you're talking about the whole piece of culture in general. You're saying, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Sure. And every action that you take on a daily basis impacts the people around you, whether you believe it or not. If I come in and I'm I had a bad day or something like that, and I take that out on one of my coworkers and I'm short with them or something, mm-hmm. and I just be like, yeah, whatever or something. They're gonna pass that on, and they're gonna be like, oh, I don't know why Colin was such a jerk today, but now I'm angry because he said something mean. And that spreads and that spreads and that spreads. Yeah. Versus the, or, or like you were saying with the, the complaining side of things. If I come in and I complain every single day, that's going to infect the people around me of like, apparently this is an environment where you're allowed to complain. Yes. And it's actually encouraged and to some extent rewarded. It's like, oh man, what am I going to complain about today? You know, like, let's hear the gossip on what all went wrong today. It's like, no, no, you have to stomp that down. And you, you still said it's like, it's not that you have to be this fake positive person. You can still have things go wrong in your life, but you cannot dwell on it. You cannot sit on it and just stew in poor me. Yeah. And it's, there's like so many lessons in like that I learned being a parent. Right. So like when you were talking and saying that, I'm like, yeah, what do you, when your kids whine without a solution, what do you do? You teach them not to whine. But we empower people to whine in organizations. And I feel like, don't get me like this again, I'm going to change the subject after I say this because I feel like this is a tangent for another day. Uh-huh. But like we have gone so far in today's world that we have to be inclusive and we can't hurt people's feelings. And you can't say that because it's not politically correct. Guys, this is America. I believe you have a right to your voice as long as you're respectful Mm -hmm. to everyone. You truly love everyone and you let them have their opinion. You're also entitled to your opinion too. It doesn't mean you're right. It doesn't mean they're wrong. Mm -hmm. But you're entitled to your opinion. So there's so many people that are like, well, if you you don't let me come in and whine and complain, then you don't care about your culture. You don't care about your people. No, as a matter of fact, I care about you so much that I'm not going to let you be a negative, Mm -hmm. whiny, complaining person in this environment. That's just not... You are not a productive person if you're in that way. And if you enjoy being that person, you enjoy that negativity, this is not the spot for you. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Go find your tribe because we're not it. 100%. Well, and it's also not a positive thing for them either. Yeah, exactly. You're, like, you're not getting closer to the dreams that you've established because every time that you have a problem, you're just uh, complaining about it. So being able to, to uh, I guess, 
create that environment around yep. that when that is brought up, that negativity. Actually, let's give an example. All right. So if someone is being uh, negative, generally, what is the, the response that we find in our culture? Yeah. So um, that's a great question. And um, I wish we would have started this off a little different. So let me go back to the beginning. Part of a powerful culture is creating that vision and sharing that vision. Mm -hmm. You have to be able to cast that vision and share it with others because it, you, not one person is responsible for the culture. It is everyone's culture and everyone has to deposit. Everyone, if they give to the culture, they will receive tenfold, mm -hmm. right? You have to give first. You have to buy in. You have to create that vision with your entire team and organization. And then that culture takes a life of its own and grows and expands and goes beyond your wildest dreams, right? Like that is, but you have to empower others to do it with that vision. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, the way that you handle those situations is you empower others that believe it is their culture. They stand by it. They don't want negativity. They want positive. They want results. They don't want gossip. They don't want drama. They want productive people that believe what they believe and they want to have a successful life. Mm -hmm. So you have to have that. If you have that, those people need to stand up for the culture not rely on leadership or the boss or this person to do it. Mm -hmm. It is all of our culture. It is all of our responsibility to protect it. And you have to empower others to stop and have that conversation. Teach them how to have that conversation when someone's being negative, when someone's having gossip. Because the last thing you want to do if someone's having a bad day is you come in and say, why, why the hell are you being grumpy? Right? Like that doesn't help. Mm -hmm. Like you need to let them vent, see what's going on. But you need to also get quickly to solutions. You need to remind them that we have a no gossip policy here. Mm -hmm. And what is gossip? Oh, you were talking about so-and-so when they weren't here to someone that not, could not do anything about it? Mm -hmm. Do you really think that was productive? Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. And we, we believe very strongly here that culture is important. Do you agree with that? Okay, awesome. So let's go have that conversation with that person so we can come to a resolution, right? Because you cannot have a great culture if you have gossip. It's one of my pet peeves. 100%. Well, and that speaks on uh, the leaders leading from the front um, to be that example of that, to, to say that everyone's looking to the leaders in your organization of because they're, they're the ones that are setting the, the standard across the board. Sure. Uh, are they complaining uh, all the time? And when they uh, have something negative, how do they handle it? Um, to, to kind of like finish up that section off, do you want to talk about energy vampires a little yes, bit? Yes, I do. So I, I believe that we only have so much energy as people. Right. And so I will say instead of energy, sometimes I talk about focus. Sometimes I talk about time. Right. But I believe that we all have only have so much that we can give on a daily basis. You can't pour from an empty cup. Right. And so are you going to surround yourself with the people that add to your cup or take from your cup? Mm. Are you going to allow people to give that we've all been around those people that are negative that maybe aren't productive that maybe don't believe in the culture and they will rah rah in the team meeting and then they'll go gossip behind someone's back mm -hmm. like that takes away from your energy and here's what i have learned is the people that are willing to stand up to those people and say hey we don't do that here mm -hmm. those are the people that actually contribute to the culture and their careers and their lives are never the same because they realize that their energy is powerful. Even though they may not have contributed, they still were part of the problem if they didn't help resolve it, right? And so let, let me give you an example that I learned from, I believe it was EOS, is like, so as a leader of an organization, like I have a lot of people come to me to help problem solve, right? It's just part of, part of what I do. Um, and I'm happy to do so. But I have a rule. And my rule is, don't leave your monkeys. Your monkeys are your problems. I want to help you tame your monkeys. I want to help you solve the problem. Mm -hmm. But if you come in here and you just vent and you just drop your monkey off in my office, I'm going to throw that fucker back. Don't leave your monkey in my office. I'm not here to solve all your problems. I'm here to help you. Mm -hmm. I'm here to guide you. I'm here to teach you how to learn how to take care of these things yourself. Mm -hmm. Right? I'm not here to do your job for you. Mm -hmm. You're not here to do your job for me either. I want to help you grow and develop. And so um, what one of the easy ways to do that if you're a leader, even if you're not a leader, if you, everyone's a leader to someone in their life. I truly believe that, right? And so this applies to almost everyone. If someone comes to you with a problem, let them vent, but also ask them, what do you think? Mm -hmm. What is a possible solution there? Anyone ask me a question, it's just natural to me by this point. I answer with another question. 
Like that is how they think for themselves. Mm -hmm. And eventually that helps them not bring that negative energy that helps them not drop their monkeys off in your office. Mm -hmm. And you guys can come with a solution together Mm -hmm. because you're not letting them suck off your energy. And you're also not letting them leave their, their problems in your office. Well, and the next layer of that would be you're duplicating yourself through them. That, yes. that you uh, go through that pattern enough times, they start to learn, huh, instead of immediately just um, dropping off all this negativity, what's a way I could solve this? What's a way that I could do this? And then when that negativity is brought to them by others, they'll start repeating the same things you said. It's like, well, how could you do that? I've seen that all the time here in the office now because we've built that and we've led from the front over and over and over again that now everyone across the room, if anyone's having a bad day, everybody knows about it and everyone's like, what's going on? What can we help with? What do you need? Um, And like you said, at the end of the day, it is their responsibility. We'll help, but we won't, at the end of the day, it is your problem. We'll help you fix it, but you have to be the one to take initiative. Yeah, 100%. Um, and that goes back to some core values, right? We talked about a vision. I think we kind of skipped over core values and the importance, mm-hmm. right? And so you have to have your your values or your guardrails mm-hmm. of what does your culture look like, right? And so um, we have very, very clear set of core values. We talk about them consistently. We coach people um, to improve based on core values. We recognize them for their accomplishments based on core values. It is just ingrained in our environment. And I believe that truly is a huge key to growth is I talked with, I talk with the leadership team um, a lot about this is we no longer lead people by emotions. We lead them by principles and values. Hmm. And anytime we make a decision, we remove all emotion and we go to a principle or value that we all believe in. And we make the decision Hmm. period. How many people get, um, kind of pause in making a decision or delayed in that decision because they're emotionally involved. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. There's people involved. This is an emotional business. They can be, but we don't lead our organization and we don't lead our culture based on emotion. Mm-hmm. You can come to me crying. You can come to me screaming. I don't care. I'm going to make a principle and value based decision period because yeah. that's what I believe in. And when you stand on principles and values and everyone understands and respects that, they don't second guess your decisions. They back you. They understand why you made the decision and they want what's best for the company. Mm-hmm. That's how you grow a strong culture. Well, and if you've set that strong foundation from day one, that vision, they'll know what to expect before they even talk to you. Yep. It's like, well, hey, Matt's a man of his word. He stands behind what he says here. Um, and, and, and I mean, that lets everyone quickly be able to know which direction to head. So we've kind of talked about the foundation, which is the vision, the core value side of things, setting that for the team. Then the next layer of building a uh, positive culture is removing that negativity, removing all obstacles, creating that uh, environment. Let's talk about ways to, um, with the the culture either is either growing or dying every single day. What are some of the ways that you've implemented to boost the growth? Yeah, so um, I want a great question. I want to go back to the removing negativity. A lot of people struggle with that. Those are tough conversations. Conflict is not a bad word. Conflict leads to what? Resolution. Resolution. But without conflict, you don't get resolution. You don't. Resolution is solving problems. We all have problems. Conflict is the key to solving your problems. How in the world is it a negative thing? You want who does not want to solve more problems that they have in their life? Conflict is the answer. Conflict is positive as long as you do it in a healthy way and a respectful way. Mm-hmm. That's how you resolve problems. So you need conflict, but you need healthy conflict. Um, going back to removing negativity, you have to make sure that everyone means everyone. What I mean by that is you can't let someone slide because they're your friend or because they're Mm -hmm. your cousin or Mm -hmm. because they cry whenever you call them out on their bullshit, right? You can't let people slide. And I'm saying that out of love for the people in your organization is if I truly care about you, then I I owe it to you to hold you accountable to the same standards that you signed up for. And if I let you slide, I let you get away with it, I let you be negative, and I let you infect the culture, like that is shame on me as a leader. Shame on me as a member of the team, as a part of the, the culture. We, you, Everyone has to look out for everyone. And we have, we have a saying that we say all the time is the part is bigger or the whole is bigger than the part. Mm-hmm. When the part serves the whole, the part receives back tenfold. 
What I mean by that is if we contribute to the team, if Colin contributes to the team, Colin will receive way more than he's ever able to give. It's a compound effect. Like it is real in so many aspects of life, mm -hmm. including culture. So you have to realize that you have to be able to have those conflict, conflicting conversations, mm -hmm. do them respectfully, but do them often and do them early. Like literally, here's how I handle it. Someone says, I over here, someone saying something that is gossiping about someone else. Mm -hmm. Immediately, we have that conversation. Like <clears throat> I've had people in my office before and they've come and they've came to me to whine. Colin comes to my office, use it as an example. He wants to complain about um, Billy Bob that works on the team. And Billy Bob's done this and Billy Bob has done that. And I'll be like, okay, Colin, thanks so much. And I pick up my phone and I start dialing on the speaker. Colin's like, what are you doing? Oh, we're going to call Billy Bob. We're going to talk about this. Mm-hmm. Immediately, Colin immediately goes, whoa, whoa, whoa wait, wait. On, no, I wanted to talk about it, but I didn't want to do anything yeah. about it. <laughs> Guess how many problems come to my desk now? Very, very little unless it's a serious problem. Yeah. Because they know how to solve it themselves because I don't fuck around with it. Culture means everything to me. It's not something I say. It's something I fucking believe in. And if you want to be a part of this company, you better contribute to it because that is what changes lives for our organization. You have to be positive. You have to contribute to the culture. But if you do... Mm -hmm. You can live a life beyond your wildest dreams, right? Like how many people, it's amazing we have. I was looking through, I had a coaching call today, um, several actually. And I was going through their recruiting numbers and it had me um, reflect on our recruiting numbers. We've got over 35 people we've interviewed in the last 30 days that want to be part of our company. It's quite a few. <laughs> Guess how many of them mentioned the culture in their interview? Every single one. No way. They're not even a part of our company yet. That's the power of a positive team. Hmm. People feel it. And so you have to make sure that you stand for principles. Mm -hmm. If you don't stand for anything, you're going to fall for everything. You have to make a stance for principles and values. Mm -hmm. That is my true belief. I've made a lot of tough decisions in this business mm -hmm. that are tough to make, hurt my feelings, hurt my heart. I don't want to do them, mm -hmm. but I owe it to everyone in the organization to do what's right for the company. Mm -hmm. and do what's right based on values and principles. Mm -hmm. And I can't hesitate. I have to do it every single time. And if you are able to do that consistently, over time you will grow. People will enjoy what they do. They'll love coming to work. They'll love being a part of something way bigger than just a job. And you will create careers and life-changing opportunities for people. That's the power of a positive culture and team. Man, just got to shiver up and down my spine. Well said like across the board and uh, well well established at this point, thanks to the amount of effort. Um, those those difficult conversations that you're talking about, it's so important to have the core values and vision written down so that when those difficult decisions come up, you know exactly which uh, direction is north. Doesn't yes. make it easier to take those steps towards it, but you know which is the correct direction. So it doesn't make the decisions easier. It makes it an easier decision. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's not an easy decision to make but you know what decision you have to make and you make it. Mm -hmm. Does that make You're sense? Like I've got two options here. Emotionally, it's tough, yeah. but principally, this is the decision I know I'm going to make. Right. It's easy for me to choose which decision. It's just not easy to make it. Mm -hmm. um, I want to I want to talk about something else too. There's a chapter in the book. It's called Feed the Positive Dog. And it talks about contagious optimism. Hmm. Have you ever been around someone that is just every time you talk to them, every time they come in, they're just that like spark and that like the lot, the room lights up when they walk in. I can think of several people on the team immediately. It's just like sometimes it's annoying because they're way too happy all the time. Right. Um, <laughs> like, Good morning. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be kind of angry right now, but okay. I haven't had my coffee yet, exactly. you know, but, um, but I need that in my yeah. life. Right. Because I don't always look at things with the gratitude that I should. I'm a, I'm a high achiever and I always look for things that I can improve. And so having people like that in my life is so, so important and impactful. It's impactful for your culture. And so I would encourage you to have more people that have that contagious optimism. Mm -hmm. Feed that positivity. Find, find ways to call people out for the good things they do. Mm -hmm. How many? This is more of a leadership conversation, right? But <clears throat> I think it's also practical if you're an agent, if you're part of a team and organization, is we find all kinds of things that people can improve, mm -hmm. things they could do better, mm -hmm. right? Like that's something that I just, my mind instantly goes to is I can help people grow by filling those gaps, mm -hmm. finding the problem, giving them a solution. 
But what I consciously do on a daily basis, I try to catch people doing something right, Mm -hmm. doing something amazing, doing something great, acting in a core value. I want to have those gotchas for something positive. Mm -hmm. And if you can create a culture of that, that recognition, that gratitude, like that feeds that positive dog and creates that contagious optimism. I've I've got a note on that. I forget where it is in the book, but there's a stat that they said that you need five positive interactions to every one negative. Um, Otherwise, the relationship will start to go sour. And it's because the negative moments in our life stand out a lot more. If uh, someone says something, it's like, hey, you did this great, you did this great, but this didn't go so well. If every conversation I have with that person is, hey, this is what you're doing wrong, this is what you're doing wrong, then it's going to be really negative. On the flip side, though, they said for every 10 positive, you do need one negative because otherwise you won't believe the positive. It's like, Mm. hey, good job, Matt. Hey, good job, Matt. Hey, good job, Matt. And it's like every single time you're doing it right, it's like, oh, I can't do anything wrong. So then your positive doesn't mean anything. So it has to be a balance, but you need to err on the side of positive. Yeah, that's super helpful for me, man. Thank you for that. I didn't catch that part. I wrote that down. Five to one. I like that. I also, there's a couple, there's so many good lessons in this book, but this one, um, I love quotes. Colin, you know this, so this is going to be a quote now that we say a lot. Um, I didn't, uh, I have to credit John Gordon for it. I didn't come up with it. But I've learned to talk to myself instead of listen to myself. Hmm. If I listen to myself, I hear all the reasons why I should give up. I hear that I'm too tired, I'm too old, I'm too weak to make it. But if I talk to myself, I can give myself the encouragement and the words I need to hear to keep running and finish the race. Mm-hmm. Quit listening to yourself and start talking to yourself. Mm-hmm. Talk positivity. Encourage yourself. Encourage others. Quit listening to that crazy voice in your head that says, I don't need to work out today. I don't need to make my prospecting calls. I don't need to lead generate. I don't need to do that open house. Start talking to yourself about why you do need to do those things mm-hmm. instead of listening to that maybe that inner bitch voice that we all have. There's an amazing book that uh, I'm sure we'll talk about at some time called What to Say When You Talk to Yourself. Yeah. And if you listen to... Didn't you just give me a copy of that? I did, actually. I haven't read that yet, but it's next next on my list. Thank (laughs) you for that, by the way. Yeah, no, it's an amazing book. But when you hear those thoughts leak out in the people around you, and they're like, man, I'm just so tired today, you start to believe that. You start to believe, I am tired today, and I don't have a lot of energy. Um, and man, today just isn't going very well. You start to take that on as the belief and it leaks into the people around you versus that optimism that you're talking about. It's like, say, you know what? Like, uh, I may not be a hundred today, but I've, uh, I can do this. I have the energy to make this happen. I can go out there and change lives. Yeah. That mentality mm-hmm. is going to change everything and change the culture. Dude, I love it. Um, and there's, there's a, these two pages are probably the most, as you can see, literally they're all highlighted. <laughs> all um, and and then there's a gold star over here and another star over here and a circle <laughs> here. The yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm an active reader. What can I say? Yeah. Um, but there is, we all get used to new normal in our lives, right? And so I have to tell myself this a lot. And recently has been one of those times where I've got to stop and smell the roses, mm-hmm. right? And realize when I come in and I'm in one of those grumpy moods or I'm in one of those things, like realize that I'm, I'm walking into a building with my name, my vision, my company, people I truly care about, care about the lives of people in this organization that are here every single day, mm-hmm. that we are living a mission way bigger than ourselves. And that's an amazing feeling to have. And sometimes that becomes normal mm-hmm. and life happens to all of us. And that, the newness, the excitement, the appreciation, the opportunity wears off. Mm -hmm. I think we can all relate to that in some aspect of life, right? I have a hack for how you can get out of that. Instead of saying, I have to get up early to go to work, replace have to with get to. Mm -hmm. I get to go to work today. I get to help people today. I get to go into my office and see the people I care about the most today, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying, anytime you say, well, I have to, change that dialogue internally. Mm-hmm. Instead of listening to yourself, talk to yourself and say, I get to, fill in the blank. Mm-hmm. And that small adjustment makes a huge, huge impact. Um, another lesson that I learned on that, it's kind of on a quick tangent, but it's on the same alignment with that is, Colin, you and I are both doing 75 hard again. Mm-hmm. Um, Got my water jug. 
right here. You got yours down yep. there. <laughs> you uh, you encouraged me to start it again. Um, how many times is this for me? Do you know? Four or five. Four or five at yeah. least, yeah. I think it's five. Um, I'll have to go back up. Um, congratulations, by the way. Oh, um, and uh, thank you for pushing me to be better, okay. right? Well, thanks um, for inspiring me the first time. Yeah. Right? We go back and forth. That's what a good culture does, That's right? That's right. Yeah, we push each There is um, literally, I was in a squad leader meeting today, and uh, four of the five squad leaders are in 75 hard right no now. No way. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just amazing what happens, right? And so anyway, um, we did a whole episode on 75 hard. Go check it out. If you want to change your mental toughness, you want to change your life, mm-hmm. that is the episode for you. I'll have it linked in the show notes for you guys. Um, but there was a, the very first time I did 75 hard, I did it for multiple, multiple reasons, but it is a mental toughness challenge as you're aware of Colin. Mm-hmm. And it has physical results. It has, um, a lot of amazing lessons that you will learn. It'll teach you how to manage time better. It'll teach, it'll teach you all kinds of things, right? Um, you just got to be willing to learn those lessons, and it's in the program, I promise. Um, but the probably the biggest lesson that I still um, have from the program today is it taught me triggers. Hmm. And our minds are powerful, and our minds talk us out of so much. We negotiate with ourselves like crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk to ourselves like we're worthless sometimes, mm-hmm. right? Like we're we're just we're mean. If we talk to others like we talk to ourselves, we wouldn't have any friends. I was gonna say no, none right? at all. And um, but we can also be very very tricky with ourselves, and our minds can talk us out of things we know we need to do. Mm-hmm. And so what seventy five hard taught me, and Andy Frisella specifically taught me. He he said this in a couple of his podcasts is you have to have that trigger. And any time that that bitch voice comes in and says, oh, well, I can, or I don't have to, or, oh, I could do that tomorrow, anytime something that comes to your mind, and it's in your mind, you don't even have to say it, but it's in your mind, like I hear it now, Mm -hmm. right? Like I've trained myself, and, oh, I don't want to, instantly (laughs) I get up and do it, right? Like if you're able to control your thoughts Mm -hmm. and control your mind, you can live whatever life you want to live because believe it or not, most people don't walk around in control of their own life. They don't walk around in control of their own thoughts. I'm not perfect by any means, mm-hmm. but that freedom of being able to know that you can mm-hmm. and I don't want to, I'm doing it right now. Mm-hmm. Like you do that, talk about confidence you build in yourself. Talk about that self-esteem. Talk about you actually leveling up in your life over a very, very short period of time. Mm-hmm. It is massively, massively underrated how quickly you can do that just day by day, just that quick trigger. Hmm. Have you experienced any of that? Oh my gosh, every, every time I take the challenge, and that's partly why I jumped into it again. It was like I could sense that things were slipping and immediately jumping into it. There's no escape from it. It's like, well, I have to get up. Like I, I would try to wake up in the morning, and it's like, ah, oh, I want to sleep in today. I'll, I'll, I'll work out tomorrow or something. 75 hard? No, you got to. You have to work out. You have to do, uh, do yeah. these things. And so you're forced to listen to that voice and confront it. You're forced to look at it face that, to face and say, yes, no, I, I have to do this. So get out of my way because I'm going to the gym. Yep. Whether I'm not feeling 100 or not, it doesn't matter. I have to do Dude, this. That is so good. You have it forces you to confront yourself, <laughs> your bitch voice, your negative thoughts. It forces you to confront yourself. And Colin, in that situation where your your bitch mm-hmm. voice is saying, Oh, you don't have to go to the gym. You went You went five days this week. You don't right. need day six. You did it this morning. You don't need the second workout. Yeah. Whatever that is, whenever you force yourself to do the thing, whatever the thing is, after you get done with it, how do you feel? Night and day. It's like, I did it. I knew I could, but I kept, dialing, I kept backpedaling over and over and over. Actually, I would say I wanted to believe that I could, but I hadn't proved it. Because over and over and over, what did I prove? I'm not strong enough to stand against it. It's I want to do this thing versus um, actually doing it. It's like, you're like, hey, I did it. What else can I do? Yep. It's uh, that fulfillment, that confidence, that um, that belief that you develop in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right? It's it's amazing. Um Anyway, this is not a 75 hard <laughs> podcast, but... Well, I would um, say though, so much of our culture has been built on 75 hard and things like that that really promote your mindset, really promote the piece of you not being a victim of life and instead um, being able to be a victor. Yes. 
Um, a couple notes of the book here. So he talks about shocker, sharks and goldfish. And the, really the lesson there is that companies and teams that thrive are ones that embrace change. Change is a part of growth. If you're not changing, you're not growing, and you're probably dying. Right? Like it's uh, there's a book called Change or Die that I've read that is talks about some morbid stuff about people with cancer and people that um, are faced with life-changing decisions. If they don't quit this, they are going to die. They still don't quit. They don't change. Change is hard for humans. <laughs> change is tough to do, but those that embrace it are the ones that win at such a high level in life that no one else can catch them. Well, then you know like fully that you have the freedom to choose whatever life you ha- want. It's no longer up to that voice in your head. You, you have the freedom, right? Yeah. Freedom of choice. Mm-hmm. You get to do whatever you want to do with your life because you're in control. Right? I think that's partly why our culture is so on cloud nine a lot of the times. You'll come in and everyone's just so pumped. And you're like, why is everyone so happy all the time? It's because they're pursuing their best life every single day. And the people around them are pushing them towards that. There's got, part of the reason that I started 75 hard this time around is that I had one of my teammates calling me out. It was just like I was complaining about my, my workouts or something. And he was like, why don't you go twice a day instead? I was like, well, because I don't want to. And he, <laughs> and he called me out. And now here I am. And he's doing it too. So, But yeah, building that environment um, through things like 75 hard um, is huge. Well, and I think like embracing change when I – talk about that in like culture right is you have to embrace change of new faces you have to embrace change of sometimes people don't work out you have to embrace change of sometimes people move on with their lives you have to embrace change of the real estate market changes you have to embrace change of your industry changes you have this new technology you have this new leader whatever there is change that happens but change is a good thing right (laughs) change is how you evolve change is how you grow and change is how you continually get better and improve in life like you have to embrace change 100 percent what are some other, uh, like, kind of finishing off the, the building and maintaining um, a positive culture? What are some of the other ways that we've done to, like, build that unity within the team? Um, yeah, so um, I want to tell a quick story on, on teamwork, right? Is, and this ties into a lot of it, but I remember early on when I started the team, culture was a buzzword. I thought I created it. Now you hear it everywhere, right? Culture, culture, culture. <laughs> like literally it was just something that I could describe as workplace environment. <laughs> like how do I feel at work? And if I felt how I felt at my other place that I used to work, other people had to be miserable too. <laughs> so there's got to be a better way. So why not just create it, right? Like that's where it started from. So I remember it was just an idea. It was a theory, <laughs> right? And when we first started, we had, I don't know, six, seven people on the team total. Um, And we had a new person start. And they came, this has been six, seven, eight years ago, right? And they came and they joined uh, some of the girls for lunch. Um, I wasn't able to go. I was um, busy doing something, right? A meeting, an appointment, something. Um, So I wasn't able to go. uh, But they went to wanted to invite the new person Mm -hmm. to the team, right? Well, this new person comes in and starts talking gossip about someone else on the team that is not there. Mm. The only reason I knew about it is because they all came back and said, they told, first of all, they stopped that person at lunch and said, whoa, 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 we don't do that here. Mm -hmm. That's called gossip and we don't do that. Mm. Then they all came back and they brought it to me, someone that could do something about it and say, hey, I think there's a problem here. We need to address it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, holy shit, this is going to work, right? Like, like imagine like this is not not anything against anyone but sometimes you got like gossip girls at lunch or there's gossip guys too uh-huh. right like there's just people that just like you're at lunch you're out of the like right. oh it, it's not it's no harm i'm just venting no it's fucking gossip mm-hmm. right and for people that are actually at the co-worker level to stop and say whoa 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 colin we don't do that here mm-hmm. we don't talk about so and so if you want to talk about billy bob and you really have a problem let's go talk with him i'm happy to help you come to a resolution right but we don't talk about him if he's not here. Mm-hmm. And I can't fix the problem for you, right? And you're able to have that discussion. I'm like, holy shit, I'm onto something here, yeah. right? And that's where it really started growing and taking off. Well, because at that moment, you knew it wouldn't just be you. It wouldn't be this top-down policing. Yes. Hey, this is how everyone's supposed to act in order for us to move forward. Because that kind of a culture can't thrive. 
um, it has to come with it, from within. And well, that's, that's something not, you have to build. That's not a culture, man. That's a dictatorship. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Which some people lead that way. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and and um, so I also believe I wrote that down because it popped in my head. Is I say this all the time and almost forgot it for this podcast about culture. Is I believe a great culture polices itself. Mm-hmm. And I believe that um, a great culture doesn't need the leader to step in in most situations. Mm-hmm. I believe that a great culture empowers other people on the team to protect its values and stay within the guardrails. Mm-hmm. And if you can in, in create an environment where the people, poli- the culture polices itself, people improve, people um, hold people accountable based upon the principles and values, mm-hmm. like what can't you accomplish, right? You have like-minded people that are believe in the same values as you, like what the hell else could you ask for? Well, and it's neat to see also as that environment starts to come around, not only does the environment police itself, but it also takes initiative on the values that you have. So, for example, we have like all the time there's people on the team reaching out and saying, hey, does everyone want to get together and go do this fun thing together to, to build uh, you know, relationships or let's do a company breakfast or let's go um, uh, or they'll shout each other out um, like at our, our Tuesday meetings and they'll be like, hey, so and so did a fantastic job on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, this person, hey, I want to say just super grateful. We have a whole chat dedicated to like wins and victories and half the time it's people shouting each other out saying, yep. hey. And usually it's tied to a core value. Yeah. Which goes back to that very beginning pillar. Yep. It just trickles down across the board. Well, I want to go back to, there's a cool part in the book here. Talking about negativity, right? I want to go back. Um, don't let me forget. I don't want to skip over your how to how to build team bonding yeah, things, yeah. right? But um, I want to talk about negativity, energy vampires. Like this part of the book I forgot about, but it's so true. Like I just want to be clear. I can be pretty direct sometimes and people can overanalyze what I say and take it too direct right so as an example are we strict to say that no energy vampires no like we help coach people through that so this book explains that right like i'm not just like hey sorry you can't be in my life right like we have those discussions i coach people through it and try to help them right and so like the book says energy vampires are welcome but you have to expect to be transformed mm-hmm. like you if you're an energy vampire cool as long as you believe in what we believe and you want to change you're going to be transformed or we're going to be forced to remove you. Right. Right. So there's a step in between like just cutting out negativity. Like you don't just cut all ties. If you, you wake gotta, up, you're like, yeah. man, I'm kind of tired today. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah right. This isn't working out. You know? No, so, it's like, yeah. but we got to work through this because if every day you're coming in moping about how tired you are, it's like, no. I said this analogy from stage one time um, is that I believe that people, this sounds, it sounds different than I mean it, but I think the analogy is still very, uh, very good is that people I'm here to serve people in my life, but people are also here to serve me and people are serving me in my life and my mission either as a propeller to improve, to allow me to help more people to increase my mission or to slow and drag me down. Mm-hmm. You're either a propeller or an anchor. Mm-hmm. My focus and my energy is focused on giving people that are propellers in my life being a propeller for them and finding more of them. Mm -hmm. And guess what? I'm getting a sharp ass knife and cutting all the anchors. Mm -hmm. Like I just don't want people that drag me down. And when you're able to do that, like watch your life and your culture transform around you. It's like, it's amazing. Like talking about removing negativity again. Like I just think that's such a big part of it because negativity happens. And I can think of a couple of times um, that we made some tough decisions throughout our organizational growth and it was like when we made that decision to get rid of these certain people in the organization, it was like the whole team was like, oh, thank God. Yeah. Like it was a deep breath of like, oh, my gosh. Wow. I just, the weight of the world's off my shoulders mm-hmm. now. Wow, this still is a great place to work. Holy cow, what happened? I didn't realize that wall was green. What? Mm-hmm. Right? Because all you see is where is this negativity? I don't like what happened in the culture, this environment. These people are bringing me down. In reality, it was just one person. It was one bad fruit that was spoiling the whole bunch. I'd say with also the process that we have behind that, that's never a surprise even for the person there because at that point we've usually had multiple conversations yep. being like, hey, this is something that has to change one way or another. What support do you need? What do you need to be able to make this shift? Oh, 100%. That's that conflict, right? Yeah. Like, hey, Colin, you you are not doing this core value. You're bringing negativity. You're doing gossip. Mm-hmm. Like, 
dude, I care about you and I want you to be part of this organization, but we, you have to understand we can't allow that. Right. And so how can we help you fix that? Because the next time we have this conversation, it's going to be a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Like it's that important. It's that serious. This may not, you may not realize this was a big deal, but it is. Yeah. Right. Like we give you that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of people are scared to have that conversation, but most of the time Colin doesn't want to be negative in that Mm -hmm. scenario. He doesn't want to spread gossip. I didn't realize I was doing that. And it's like, okay, cool. And then you can shift it. But with those big decisions, it hasn't been just the emotional side of it of like, oh, I I hate to let this person go. But it's also been huge financial decisions for the company as well. Um, Because that's been multiple times that um, high performers have had to be let go because of the culture side of things. Um, And that's that's huge on the business. But that speaks a lot. That, That speaks volumes on how important the vision is and uh, how strong culture is to you. And that brings to everyone else that they're like, oh, he's serious about this. Yep. It doesn't matter if I you know, sell a thousand houses or something like that or get a, a thousand contracts through. At the end of the day, um, it matters who I am as a person. I stand on principles first and always. Um, and that's how I make decisions. And sometimes those decisions cost a lot of money and people, a lot of people don't understand some of those decisions. And it's because I believe myself and no gossip. Mm-hmm. And so there may be people, maybe Colin has seen one of these situations and um, I cover it very like 30,000 of you. Hey, wish them the best, um, but we got to protect our culture, right? Like I'll say something to that effect and Colin will be like, well, I didn't know anything. But what I think over time what has happened is I've earned that trust to realize, yep. oh shit, let's look at this from a perspective. This was a high performing person and they're no longer here. It wasn't a financial decision. That had to be a tough decision. It had to be principles that's better for me, Mm -hmm. right? Like over time, like is it perfect? Absolutely not. But that's where those decisions come Mm -hmm. from. And you earn that trust over time. And what it does is it helps everyone believe more in those culture Mm -hmm. and those principles. 100%. It's amazing what big of a difference that can make. And it also empowers other members on the team we've seen to step up and, and do things that they weren't able to do before. Well, it reminds everyone that it's not just bullshit. It's real. Yeah. And so... That's just something we say. It's it puts, we it do. puts teeth to those conversations of those conflict conversations of, hey, this next conversation may not be as friendly. Mm-hmm. Like, they're like, oh, shit, it's serious. Right? And it's not that I want to threaten people. No. It's just like, hey, it's your choice. If you don't be- agree with me or want to make this change, I totally respect that. But if you want to still be a part of this, these are the changes that we need you to make. Right. It's pretty simple. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people that want to be here. Right. If you're all in and you want to be a part of this organization and believe in what we're doing, I will give you the shirt off my back 24-7. I will do everything I can to help you. But if you decide it's not a the, spa, the spot for you, I'm not going to be mad at you. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's time for you to move on in your life, and I will still support you. Mm-hmm. And it's probably – here's the thing that I think that a positive team creates. I truly believe – that um, as we've grown, we've lost people in the organization. A lot of great people have been through. They're no longer with us. They're still maybe even in the real estate space and just in a, in a different company or something to that effect. Amazing people that are still doing amazing things. Here's where I really think that amazing culture comes into play. And this is probably the first time that I'm saying this publicly to anyone besides Amanda. But I truly believe this at my core. There are people that are no longer in this organization that will never understand how much I truly cared about them, that they are in a better place in their lives now than they ever would have been if they would not have been a part of our organization. I don't say that to be selfish and say, hey, I made them. They did the work. Mm -hmm. They put it in. But the culture they were a part of transformed their lives forever. Mm -hmm. And how can I be mad at them for going on and trying to do bigger and better things when my job, my goal is to change lives and impact lives. If they choose to find another path after I've impacted their life, I know that they've learned lessons here that will serve them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. And I wish them the absolute best. Like that's a pretty amazing place to be in that I'm, I can't think of anyone that has been in this organization that didn't leave in a better spot than when they came. Mm -hmm. They are more equipped for success in whatever area of life life takes them. That's the power of a positive culture, right? Like, how we're just, we're just a real estate company. No, we're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're here to change lives both inside the office and outside. On that, it's too much positivity. Let me talk about something else. <laughs> um, so the, I have this circled. Implement the no complaining rule. I love that one. Um, don't complain. Don't whine. Mm-hmm. Come to me with you. I want to help you solve your problems, but you got to help solve them yourselves. Yep. If you have a problem, bring a solution. Yes. Colin, what else have we? Oh, we talked. You want to talk about team building, didn't you? Yeah, uh, I think 
as far as other ways to just build uh, positivity, I mentioned earlier, we have like a whole chat dedicated to wins and victories. We yep. have chit chat chat where people just um, chat about stuff that's going on. Fun. We get a lot of memes that get dropped in there on a regular basis. We've also got like a, a prayers chat that it's like if someone's going through really difficult uh, stuff, they'll let the team know there and they'll be like, hey, um, I could really use help with this um, or a family member's having stuff. And that just gives a whole level, different level uh, of the team to be able to, to contribute to that. We also, on a regular basis, are putting together um, team uh, bonding activities uh, activities. We'll do um, like trips to go play top golf or um, go on float trips. Or um, we took a pretty awesome vacation lately. Uh, that was yeah. Where was that? Phenomenal. That was all the way to Mexico, Cancun, and man, it was it was phenomenal. And we also do um, what is it like the the go to the board exercises, which is two whole days that we'll dedicate to. Uh, vision casting for that particular quarter, not just on the professional side, but on the personal side as well. It's like, we want to support you in all areas of life. Um, it, not just your work. We want to support you as a person because your personal and your professional, they impact each other. Yeah. So it's like, where is that? So those kinds of things that you just go, what other opportunities are there to pour into the team to give them another step up? Well, I think also too, um, I'm going to end on this, Colin, is that it's there's so much opportunity in this world, right? And one of the things that I'm probably most proud of is our amazing culture, the success of our, our amazing people, the lives we've been able to impact. But I firmly believe that we've created not only a positive workplace, a place where people can actually come and trust and create, we're actually family, right? And in addition to that, they can also create a career and have more opportunity and have so much success in their life that they truly are transforming their lives. Like that's reality, right? It's weird to say, but that's what's happened over the years. And I hope it continues to happen on an even a higher level. And I think it is all summed in this part of culture is, is that we are better together. When you're a part of a great team, you will find collective greatness that you can't find on your own. There's no, nothing amazing is possible without amazing people in your life. Mm -hmm. You wanna attract amazing people, you wanna accomplish amazing things, build a great culture have a movement, have core values, have a vision, and share and empower your people, and you can create anything that you want in this world. I think that's a phenomenal place to end right there. <sighs> Strong episode. You want to... Uh, uh, yeah, just out. Yeah, just wrap it up, yeah. um, guys. So again, this is uh, this was a recap of the power of a positive team book. I'm not affiliated with it. Um, great book, though. Highly recommend you read it. Um, it is actually going to be a part of our onboarding process now. That book, along with five dysfunctions of a team, you want to build a culture, you want to build a company that's sustainable, that grows, that uh, polices itself. Like those are the ways to do it. Um, and so, highly recommend both of those. And we have a saying around here at Matt Smith Real Estate Group, it's culture over sales. Mm -hmm. And you have to protect your culture. If you protect your culture, the sales will come, right? And culture always has to be first. Um, and I'll be honest, uh, just from a real estate perspective really quick as we wrap up, is we talk in our leadership meetings a lot about um, the market shift, the adjustments. Like our market's down 42% month over month, right? Um, little insight in the month of February in Pulaski County, our market share increased 126%. Hmm. Interesting. Increased by 126%. We outpaced the market by over double, almost double. Wow. The market shrank. We grew so significantly. That says a lot about the culture that we've created that has had ripples in our entire community. Yes. And so... Of course, that's a marketing stat, That's it. but we are growing while the market is declining. And there's a lot of amazing leaders that I'm in these circles with, in these networks with, that believe the reason why is because of their culture. They are embracing the change. They're in this together, and they realize that they are stronger together and can provide more opportunities, change more lives, and help more people buy and sell real estate. But that main focus in these leadership meetings that we've been working on for the last three, six, nine months, 90% of the focus is on the culture and the people. 10% is sales and processes. We're focused on the culture and look what happened to the sales. If, if that doesn't convince you to go out and buy this book right now and start implementing it in We're your gonna culture. We're going to start like, charging commission. <laughs> I was going to say, I'll put it in affiliate. Like, like <laughs> this is... That's so key. That's not you just saying, yep. hey, we have a big impact. That's 
concrete proof that this is making all the difference. And dude, that doesn't even, yes. And like, I can't even believe I'm saying like, it's surreal to even say that because it's true. Yeah. But on top of that, we have 35 to 40 people that have asked to be a part of this organization that we've interviewed with that's went through this strenuous process in the last 30 days to be a part of the culture. Every single one of them have heard good things about the culture, right? Like it's, there is power in a positive team. So go read the book. And guys, uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope this was helpful. I know this was a little unorthodox, but this is the kind of stuff that you don't learn in a seminar. This is the kind of stuff that you don't learn in a coach that's teaching you a theory. This is stuff that truly works. You want to grow something big, it starts with leadership, it starts with culture, and this is the secret. So thank you so much for listening to All or Nothing in Real Estate. This is a movement. It's a passion project to me to give back to the industry that has given so much to me. And so all that I ask is if you found value in this episode, share it with a friend. Let's help more people. Let's change more lives. Thank you guys. We'll see you next time.